Support for this episode comes from SaneBox. Is email a soul-crushing distraction? If so, then you need SaneBox. SaneBox's artificial intelligence monitors your inbox. Automatically unimportant email is moved to your Sane Later folder. And all that's left is the important stuff and your smiles. If you know how email folders work, then you know how SaneBox works. Find an email in the wrong folder? Just move it. Nothing to learn, nothing to install, SaneBox works directly with every single email server or service that has ever been created. And as a luxury item listener, you get a free two-week trial and a $25 credit by visiting SaneBox.com luxury today. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot slash luxury. You're listening to The Luxury Item, the podcast on the business of luxury and the people and companies that are shaping the future of the luxury industry. Here's your host, Scott Kerr. Luxury travel has been all but grounded for much of the last year due to COVID-19. Now, with worldwide travel restrictions easing and consumers rapidly moving towards a post-pandemic lifestyle, the transportation industry expects a major travel boom this summer. Pent-up demand is driving consumer travel aspirations, so luggage is a hot ticket item as well-heeled flyers prepare for their trips to far-flung destinations and staying at five-star hotels and resorts. One iconic premium American luggage company that is hoping to accompany luxury travelers as they take to the skies with a vengeance and in high style is Zero Halliburton. Zero Halliburton introduced the world to aluminum suitcases in 1938, and the brand has built a long-time reputation for quality, durability, strength, and luxury. Over the course of its history, Zero Halliburton aluminum attaché cases have been held by dozens of Academy Award winners appearing in movies and television shows, including James Bond's Quantum of Solace, Mission Impossible, and Inception. It's carried moon rocks back from the Apollo 11 mission and serves as the case for the U.S. President's nuclear football. My guest today on the luxury item is Tom Nelson, President and CEO of Zero Halliburton. Nelson has been in the consumer products industry for more than 30 years, with most of that time concentrated in the premium accessories and travel goods segment, principally in international brand development roles. Prior to joining Zero Halliburton in 2017, Nelson held management and senior management level positions with Louis Vuitton, Coach, and Toomey in their early to mid-growth phases. Welcome to the luxury item, Tom. Hi, Scott. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for the intro. Sure. You know, Zero Halliburton Aluminum Attaché is probably the only business case with a reputation. Any film scene where a secret agent, a hero, or even a villain is handling, you know, is handing over a briefcase full of money is likely to be holding an aluminum Zero Halliburton case. It's really a remarkable history of this brand. The company has designed some really significant products. Can you share a little bit about the history of Zero Halliburton and why it's so popular in Hollywood? Uh, yes, of course. Um, Zero Halliburton is a brand whose uh, 80 plus year history is really woven through the fabric of America's own history. Our DNA was developed from the experiences of the brand founder, Earl Halliburton. He was a gritty, hardworking young man. He rose from poverty to become a renowned industrial entrepreneur growing businesses in oil, cementing, and aviation back in the 1930s and 40s. 
He was deeply impressed by the strength and lightness of the aluminum used to make airplanes. So he then began manufacturing aluminum travel cases to protect his belongings during trips throughout the harsh conditions of the oil fields in the American Midwest. He was a true pioneer of his day and word got around about the cases as he traveled around the country. And really from there, our reputation from strength and security was born. Halliburton actually sold the brand in the early 1950s to its then manufacturing partner. So there's been no association with the Halliburton company for 70 years. Mm -hmm. I, I guess they had an oil business that was just distracting them a bit. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> so the, the new owner, the manufacturer in Southern California was named Zerold Metals Corporation. Didn't exactly roll off the tongue. And the names were eventually combined in the 50s to form Zero Halliburton. And our association with Hollywood began shortly thereafter in the 50s. The clean and I guess elegant design appealed to their aesthetic and the brand's reputation for strength and protection has kept them coming back. We've appeared now in well countless films and television shows over the decades with our attaches as you mentioned and travel cases including James Bond movies, Inception, Walter Mitty, TV shows like Succession, the list truly goes on. Whenever directors have looked to convey mastery, success, and protection for possessions of great importance, they've looked to us. And speaking of items of great importance, in 1969, NASA selected Zero Halliburton for a customized case to use for transporting the moon rocks back to Earth on the Apollo 11 mission. It was obviously a huge honor for the brand and naturally had a profound impact in further solidifying the brand's reputation for its best-in-class products. I'm not sure why Zero Halliburton doesn't have, like the cases don't have their own SAG card already at this point. <laughs> I think they might actually. <laughs> I need to check that. <laughs> so, so when you joined as CEO in 2017, what excited you about Zero Halliburton brand and its potential? Well, you know, the principal reason I was so excited to join Zero Halliburton was the opportunity to reinvigorate and redefine a legendary brand. Although it was beloved by many for its original design and reputation for protection, it had become to some degree pigeonholed to that one singular event, the moon landing that I mentioned, and hadn't really effectively evolved. This distinctive DNA that led to all the brand successes and even its outstanding historical moments had become kind of blurred over the years. I actually really just saw it as a diamond in the rough and in a category that I knew really well, a chance to work with our parent company in Japan, uh, Ace, to restore its luster. And around the time you started, you hired an industrial design firm, Pensa, to redesign your luggage. So what spurred on that decision to do the whole redesign? <laughs> well, it definitely wasn't taken lightly. You know, we know it's a rare thing for a heritage brand to entirely rethink the design of its products. Yeah. Zero Halliburton was born from a pioneering spirit and bold contrarian thinking. Plus, when we looked at the market and the evolution of the travel and business accessory space, we understood that the classic designs alone really weren't sufficient to advance the brand. In addition to the classics, there was a clear need to update and modernize the designs and an opportunity to appeal to a customer who didn't necessarily want to carry their father's or grandfather's case. So 
we set out to pay homage to the pioneering spirit of the brand's founding, which is exactly how we referred to the process when we started out. And we also, you know, given the brand's industrial roots, wanted to purposely include industrial designers in our search for a design partner. In addition to traditional luggage designers, it was important for us to select a partner in our own backyard, you know, New York City, so that we could be in close proximity and could meet face-to-face -face with great frequency throughout the process. That's a really a pre-2020 concept, huh? Right. You know, after all, the product is a hard good and it's far better to be able to see and touch the materials at every step. But, you know, beyond that, it was, we really gave the opportunity as a team, which was vitally important to us, you know, really, especially given this, the scale of what we were doing. So, you know, we selected Pensa, this Brooklyn-based um, industrial design house who, while they had done great work with hard goods in other categories, didn't really have luggage design experience. Mm -hmm. You know, sort of once again, the contrarian move, but they impressed us from the start with their enthusiasm, their very collaborative spirit, their creativity, and, you know, sort of the X factor was that the chemistry was immediately strong from the start. It just felt right. Were they also responsible for the repositioning of the brand? Well, you know, not really. That was that, you know, the design of the product was really something that was, you know, a central element of the redesign. Um, they were really focused on the redesign of the product. And we had told Pensa from the outset that, that the only sacred cow was the double rib, rib feature on the case, mm -hmm. which is a design trademark of Zero Halliburton from the very early days that had been carried through to today. It's really the basis of the brand's iconic design. But otherwise, we said pretty much everything else was on the table. So how does Zero Halliburton position itself from the rest of the high-end luggage carousel? Well, you know, just following on that last point, it really comes down to design. You know, Zero Halliburton case doesn't shout, but it still communicates clearly. Even with the subtle branding, the distinctive design turns heads. Its sturdiness has uh, gravitas and exudes right. quality. I think our design, our new design does this very elegantly with that same sort of, you know, con with, with a, a concave uh, uh, edging. Uh, as well as the brushed exterior on the aluminum cases and the unique high gloss handles that are reminiscent of our, you know, the cellulose plastic handles that used on zero Halliburton cases from the mid 20th century. Right. So who is the customer that would fall in love with a zero Halliburton brand? You know, why do they gravitate to your brand versus Ramoa or Delcy or Globetrotter? Who is this consumer? Well, we refer to Zero Halliburton customers as individualists because mm -hmm. of their go it on their own spirit and the way they define success, which is based on their personal values, not the values of the culture at large. They don't follow the crowds. In fact, they don't especially want what everyone else has, at least not because everyone else has it. Right. They, they want what reflects what, who they are authentically, whether it's their watches, cars, homes, or in their travel. They respond most to products and experience that are consistent with their values. Are you finding that your customers, are you finding a lot of entrepreneurs in there? Very much so. You know, that goes back to our founding. It's, you know, very much of an entrepreneurial spirited brand. You know, when the pandemic hit last year, 
I don't have to tell you this travel came to a screeching halt and it was causing consumers to lose interest in purchasing suitcases. And luggage had actually been a bright spot in the overall accessories market prior to the pandemic. So knowing that luggage industry was about to get hammered, what strategies did Zero Halliburton put into place to keep the brand afloat and relevant? Well, you're so right. Luggage had been a very bright spot in the accessories market and there have been many new entrants in the years leading up to 2020. It was a great time to be in the category. And at Zero Halliburton, we were just set to launch our new collections in spring 2020 when it all changed. Hmm. So, you know, what to do? We, we knew travel had evaporated overnight and our very first instinct was that we had to keep the brand relevant. We felt that many of the brands that had come into the field over the previous years and had created a lot of noise within the category. And by that, I mean, you know, sort of too much crowding would not likely make it through. But we also believe that the brands that could not just make it through the storm, but could do so and look back on it and say they did the right things would be rewarded. I mean, this is really part of our discussions internally. Mm-hmm. So you know, for us doing the right thing came in two forms. The first naturally, you know, protecting the business and our employees. And secondly, recognizing the horrific disaster of this pandemic for humanity and trying to do our little part to help in the fight against it. We, we knew the worst thing we could do was just sit on the sidelines, which was really just not an option. And we really felt we had to act. So we quickly put into work several business and community focused initiatives to ensure that we were active, engaged and well relevant. So one of these was an event where, you know, each year we open our warehouse online and offer opportunities for our customers to save on purchases of our older discontinued products, Mm -hmm. items that we no longer display on our e-commerce site, apart from during this annual event. So in April 2020, we decided to turn this into a fundraising event and donated 15% of the sale proceeds to organizations involved in the effort to fight the pandemic from the front line. And we were astounded by the results, Scott. I mean, especially as we didn't expect people to even be thinking about travel cases in April 2020, let alone purchase them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, by the way, is something that we've institutionalized at this point with our annual sale. This year, we supported Feed the Children through our event. But otherwise, last year, we kept our attention on continuing to redevelop the brand in the manner we set out from the start. One of the strategies we have pursued, which we're very thankful last year that we had, was in 2018 when we shifted our channel focus heavily to investment in digital and principally in completely rebuilding our e-commerce capability. And we did this at a time when we were still developing our new product collection. So it was a lot for our team to take on back then. But when 2020 rolled around, we had already made to some, de- um, to the, some degree the pivot to our own online business over tr- traditional wholesale. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of sectors did the same thing. It yeah. allowed them to do that, um, that downtime. And I know early in the pandemic, Zero Halliburton gave away carry-on luggage filled with essentials and comforting products to frontline healthcare workers for, for their dedicated work. Can you yeah. talk about that program a little bit? Sure, sure. As you know, we're a New York City-based team, and as such, we're you know, we're very used to the hustle and bustle of Midtown. So we're, we're, you know, we have our flagship store and office. So seeing the city and our fellow New Yorkers suffer during the pandemic's early days had a profound effect on us. But 
like everyone else, we were so heartened by the very courageous response from frontline workers. But furthermore, we were just inspired and we wanted to help in any way we could. So we thought, what can we possibly do as a travel accessories brand? You know, why would anyone want a suitcase then? And then it hit us, our cases are vessels. And so we decided to use them as such, in this instance, as vessels of hope and care. So with our spring 2020 new product launch, we had brought to market a line of bright yellow carry-ons in a colorway we called Sun. And this was the perfect color for spreading a touch of joy and optimism at a time when very few felt it. So we contacted the Four Seasons in New York where they had generously, so generously given over their hotel to frontline medical workers as a place to stay. And we just asked if we could donate 100 of our cases to the workers. They loved the idea and agreed to it without hesitation. And from there, what we ended up calling Mission Sun was born. And we partnered with several other brands, principally wellness related, who were all so supportive and happy to provide their products for free. These range from candles to shower and shaving products, KN95 masks, and they were, you know, the, the cases ultimately were truly vessels of joy and they delighted the men and women who received them. Yeah, that's a great program. We'll be right back with more of my conversation with Tom Nelson, president and CEO of Zero Halliburton, right after this quick break. Inbox Zero is a thing of the past. We're all inundated with email now, and it's no longer about responding to everything. It's about responding only to the important things, the messages that truly matter. And that's where SaneBox comes in. As messages flow in, SaneBox filters the distracting emails into your Sane Later folder, keeping only the most important ones front and center. See how SaneBox can magically tidy up your inbox and declutter your mind with a free two-week trial and get a $25 credit just for being a listener to the luxury item. Visit SaneBox.com luxury. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot luxury. And now back to the show. So now that travel is a reality again, and let's hope it stays that way, um, how is Zero Halliburton getting customers to think about the brand as they start planning their trips? I mean, how are you using, you know, digital marketing now to get the messages out? Well, we had the misfortune to launch our new products right before the start of the pandemic. Right. <laughs> and it really wasn't appropriate to market travel goods during the height of the pandemic. It, it would have been very tone deaf. But now we have the chance to communicate our message anew and actually market our collections at a time that is right and appropriate for our audience. The fact is, the brand message is as fresh and relevant as ever, and we can speak to the new design in the context of travel now. People are you know, still going to travel. They'll do so with different sensitivities than before, but we feel that a story of a heritage brand with a bold new design along with a reputation for quality and innovation resonates and is what people are gravitating towards. What is the campaign called? Um, well, it's uh, the tagline is life in pursuit. Right. And um, what does that mean? Well, it, you know, it really speaks to our customer who is the individualist, you know, the, the, the customer who is pursuing his or her goals without consideration to 
um, really what's going on around them. You know, it's really the individualist who looks to their ultimate objective as the target. And so, you know, I think that that still very much resonates in today's environment. Yeah. Where are you marketing those, uh, that message? Well, principally uh, digitally. Mostly social media or? Yeah, social media, um, you know, through email campaigns on our website. It's very much digitally focused. And, you know, you said in an interview last summer that coming out of the pandemic, consumers will be less interested in disruptor brands and will seek out brands that prioritize quality, design, and especially authenticity in the products that they buy. Now that we're in that stage almost one year later, do you right. still believe that? Oh, yes. And even more so. Why is that? You know, I'm, well, I'm not saying there won't be room for a brand to disrupt a particular market or category. There will always be disruptors, which is a good thing for innovation. Right. But for, for a while now, consumers have been drawn to heritage brands who convey authenticity with rich histories, superior craftsmanship, unique proprietary designs. The most recent earnings reports from the big luxury conglomerates yeah, it's amazing. While the pandemic has been very much with us, you know, sort of bears this out. And the U.S. consumer has been especially confident. The desire to invest in high quality, trustworthy brands is understandable in this environment. You want something enduring, something with beauty that, you know, that floods you with a positive, lasting emotion. And as luxury adapts to this digital first experience driven world, especially by millennials, investing in memories rather than property. How does Zero Halliburton connect with this new consumer? Well, we know millennial and Gen Z consumers have been driving much of the growth in luxury categories for many years now. Right. And we want to meet them where they live, which, as you say, is in the digital world. This is the reason we turned our investment to digital a few years ago as we embarked on the, you know, the renewal of the brand. Now, as we start to come out of the pandemic, these digital consumers want to make an investment in products that will last, which in fact is another component of sustainability. But beyond that, superior product quality and design, and I should say, speaking to the millennial and Gen Z customer with an intelligent communication style that meets their expectations is what helps to secure that connection. We, we certainly would never speak down to our customers, no matter their generation, and we avoid using you know, sort of coy marketing tactics. But I guess in essence, we seek to be as authentic on a transactional basis as our history is authentic. And, you know, you see people who are much more interested in buying suitcases that look good with what they're wearing, and they're interested how they look when they travel. So do you sure. see the luggage market evolving into more of a fashion play? And Emphatically, yes, Scott. This is a question that speaks to the trend I've been seeing and talking about for several years now. You know, it used to be that luggage was an afterthought and simply utilitarian, full stop. I mean, even the word luggage sounds pedestrian. Right. You know, that, that changed within the past five to eight years. Well, depending on the part of the world, because it changed earlier in places like Asia. And travel cases started to become an accessory that is more of an expression of personal style. Consumers began thinking about the case they carried through the airport or into their hotel, just as they would any other accessory they may be holding or wearing like a handbag or watch to complete their look. Uh, it was further 
solidified when seemingly every fashion brand began offering suitcases as a supplement to their accessory lines. Mm -hmm. This you know, really very significant trend and not just the proliferation of travel itself has I think been a central driver behind the growth in the luggage market over the years. Um, you know, this, this notion was behind all elements of our new case design, but let me just give one small example. When we were deciding which way to orient the latch side of our cases, meaning the side that opens, not the side with the feet at the back, mm -hmm. our, our simple calculus was that since there are more right-handed people than left-handed in the world, chances are our case will be pushed by more right-handers. Right. And since the last side of the case is more attractive with its, you know, in our case, unique metal locks, leather handle and ID tag, we designed the case so that that side would be forward facing as the case owner strolls with it through the airport, hmm. allowing them to possibly see reactions as they move through the crowds. That's not to say that our left-handed customers won't get a similar reaction they just won't see it as easily. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and how important is it to your customers that your luggage has the latest technological innovations, you know, like GPS tracker, digital locks, built-in USB charges, et cetera, et cetera? I, you know, our customers look to us first and foremost for strength and performance. Naturally, they expect us to innovate too. That's a central part of our DNA and one of the reasons people turn to us. In our new case design, innovation was really at the core of our thought and guide to what we wanted to bring to market. This was done deliberately and it successfully resulted in design patents for such features as our concave edging, for added strength on the perimeter of the case, the, the chassis section of the case for performance and durability, and the overall distinctiveness of the design. Another innovation is the brush surface on our aluminum line for added protection from blemishes. Seems really straightforward, but is technically very difficult to execute on aluminum travel cases, certainly in a manner that looks good. So for us, innovation must be built around the true purpose for the case. I mean, you know, let's face it, people ultimately purchase travel cases to get their belongings from point A to point B, not really to charge their laptop. Right. You know, we pay attention to that design and engineer our cases to ensure the journey from point A to point B can be made with confidence and without worrying whether your wheel might fall off or your handle come out in your hand or, you know, worse, having the case be crushed. We want the experience for our customers, customers to be luxurious and really seamless with the things that really matter. You know, we were talking about disruptors before, and I want to talk about the rise of these direct-to-consumer brands in the luxury category, particularly, mm -hmm. you know, the Instagram favorite away brand. Sure. You know, it's so white space in the luggage market when they first launched back in 2015. Luggage had long been this neglected category in retail, and away went to market positioning itself as this stylish, affordable lifestyle brand, you know, and their business skyrocketed. So while away is certainly not a direct competitor to high-end brands like Zero Halliburton, Ramoa, and Toomey. It certainly has shaken up the space. Um, if anything, it drew attention to the space. How have DTC brands like Away impacted your business? Well, let me say at this point, we really are a, a, a direct-to-consumer brand ourselves. You know, we have what I would call a judicious approach to wholesale with only a fraction of our U.S. business in that distribution channel. This was a move we made purposefully when we made the inve investment shift to digital in 2018. Before that, 
yes, you know, our brand was principally wholesale focused, but in the travel case category, it was clear the sledding was going to be challenging since that, that distribution channel was really under siege. So I think anyone who came into the category over the past five plus years would have seen that DTC was very much the future. Our e-commerce platform and retail stores are absolutely our primary point of contact with our consumers. Of course, we appreciate the attention to the category that new entry-level brands bring. I think it I think it ultimately does help introduce younger consumers to the idea of travel cases, again, as expressions of personal style and achievement, and actually primes them to step up in time to more premium products. So late last year, you announced the global partnership with Lexus for a a one-of-a-kind luggage line. How do you choose the brands you partner with? You know, you were talking about... um, you know, how you position the Zero Halliburton brand as targeting, you know, individual, individualists. Yeah. Um, so how do you choose the brands that you partner with? You know, what brand traits are you looking for? Well, I, our partnership with Lexus has been, has been exceptional for a whole host of reasons. And especially when it launched last year during the pandemic and, and during the renaissance of road trips, it was really like a match made in heaven travel cases and cars, allowing people and their gear to move around in the great outdoors. It makes a lot of sense. Right. But it it starts with the shared values of our customers. The Lexus customer seeks peak experiences and is inspired by creativity and design. They are very much individuals, just like the Zero Halliburton customer. The pairing with Lexus was such a natural and we're, we're really grateful for the special partnership, but we seek that same degree of authenticity and you know, pioneering spirit in any partner we would collaborate with. We also wanna have an equal level of enthusiasm on each side and a real mutual desire to wanna to highlight each other in the relationship. I would add as a critical component, there has to be an organic fit that makes sense for who we are and more importantly for the customer by offering them something truly special. And we're seeing some of your competitors are collaborating with some of the biggest brands in the streetwear and art scene. Is that something Zero Halliburton would ever consider? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're very aware of the collaborations that have happened within our competitive set and feel a lot of them have been really cool. I mean, if a brand or artist makes sense organically and either shares or can cons- can put a spotlight on the zero Halliburton values, then we are completely open to the possibility. A recent example is a zero Halliburton technical case that was used as a customized piece by the artist and designer, Matthew Senna, Mm -hmm. um, to carry his exclusive chrome sculptures of the Air Jordan 11. Hmm. Really fun and highlights and iconic sneaker in an iconic case. So as the world opens up, um, what will what do you think luxury travel is going to look like in the next few years? Okay, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Let's hear. Let's hear how it goes. <laughs> well, uh, there's a lot to talk about here. But, you know, what are you, what are you excited about? Well, um, you know, luxury travel began changing the moment it was clear the pandemic was going to be with us for longer than a few weeks. Mm-hmm. It's an industry that's very sensitive to shocks, of course, but one that is also highly adaptive and creative. I think it's incredibly exciting to see how it will evolve. Um, I guess some of the trends that are a direct impact of the pandemic that you know move towards more 
customized and individualized travel experiences. So a few examples I can think of are the acceleration of private aviation, where you now have many new entrants into the field, which presumably will drive prices of private flight down some in the future. But I guess the demand is so strong right now that may not yet be happening. Right. In any case, that's you know, clearly a, a, a booming segment of uh, air travel. And you know, sorry, speaking of booming, <laughs> it looks like supersonic jets are making a comeback. Right. You'll be able to get from Tokyo to Seattle in four and a half hours, almost half the time it takes now. I know that the company Boom just recently struck a deal with United to add supersonic jets to United's fleets. And maybe when um, maybe when Jeff Bezos Blue Origin gets to Mars, exactly. you will be the first luggage <laughs> to uh, actually in zero gravity. We've, 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 we've already been to the moon. So we've, right. That's right. You've been there. Right. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) You've been to the moon. Let's go to Mars. I I, I think Scott will also see a, uh, you know, sea change in the way hotels and resorts accommodate their guests at every step of the way. It goes beyond just contactless check-in and check-out and a clean remote in the room. (laughs) Instead, the experiences will become much more tailored to the interest and concern of the guests and it seems that there will be much more segmentation of the properties and brands along those lines. You know, the, the homogenization of hotels seems like it's ending. And I think that's a very good thing. Um, even travel agents are now referred to as travel advisors and are being mm-hmm. called on by clients to play an even more central role to help navigate the landscape and changing travel guidelines. You know, it feels like this expertise will become increasingly more vital in the future. Right. So what can we expect from Zero Halliburton this coming year? Any new collections, uh, any new brand campaigns coming up in the next 12 months? Well, our, our original campaign coming out of our rebranding. Right, that's right. Still new. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we, we really stayed very busy throughout the pandemic and working on new product development following our initial wave of new collections in 2020. This next phase, we'll see an exciting extension of our successful Edge Lightweight series of travel cases and attaches. We'll also be moving into small accessories for everyday use in various materials. These are pieces not just for travel, although they certainly work well for that use, and they carry forward our promise of beautifully and intelligently designed products with highest quality materials and, and function. Um, but really are used, you know, every day. These will all be launching from this fall through holiday, and we're super excited about getting them to the market. So, Tom, my final question, which is the luxury item question, which I ask all my guests. Sure. Uh, so if you were stranded on a deserted island and you can only have one luxury item with you, what would that luxury item be? It's just <laughs> you, the sand, a palm tree or two, and surrounded by water, it can't be any form of air transportation. So if you thought, if you think about that, get that out of your mind. And it can't be anything that requires mobile service, so you can't communicate with anybody. What would that one luxury item be? I'm, I'm not sure if it sounds like wonderful or terrible, but your your your, your question brings to mind an episode of the TV show Lost. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> Were you in the, what, don't tell me there was a, there was a zero Halliburton there case. There absolutely in was. Yes. The first episode when the castaways try to open a, a locked zero Halliburton attache case and they don't have the combination lock for it. They fail <laughs> miserably. 
despite throwing it and dropping it onto rocks. It's that legendary protection, but okay, maybe not the one item I would shoot. <laughs> no, it, what I really think about is a lot of sun you know, on a deserted island. And I love the sun, but I am very light sensitive. And the thought of being on an island makes me think I would be, uh, sorry, pardon the pun, lost All without right. sunglasses. So I have a pair of Cutler and Gross sunglasses. Very nice. That I bought in Sydney, Australia, seven years ago, and these are my all-time favorites. So, you know, they're so comfortable; can I can wear them anywhere. I now own a few pairs of Cutler and Gross glasses. So, yes, without hesitation, I would only survive if I had my Cutler and Gross sunglasses. That's great, Tom <laughs> Nelson, President and CEO of Zero Halliburton. Thank you so much for joining me on the luxury item. Thank you, Scott. That's it for this episode of the Luxury Item Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this useful and entertaining, I would be really grateful if you can share it with a friend or colleague. I would love it if you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other listeners find us. The Luxury Item Podcast is a production of Silvertone Consulting. I'm your host, Scott Kerr. Until next time.